Hello, everybody. Welcome to Totally Talking Sports, episode 31. It should be a fun one. However, Logan is not with us today. It's just me and Kyle. Logan is on a little, like, vacay with, with his girly friend, Brittany. So, hey, wish you guys both the most fun time. Hope you guys have an amazing time. Me and Kyle will stay down here, hold the fort, and bring you guys the content that you guys deserve. First of all, Kyle, how you doing, man? How's work? How's a new job? I know you started Tuesday, so so give our listeners the rundown. What's been going on in Kyle's life? Man, so Tuesday and Wednesday were dog shit because it was all training videos. Uh, so like, it was I had, one of those yeah, so days, Tuesday yeah. I do orientation. They bought lunch, which was dope. They got full belly deli too, so they didn't even like they weren't cheap about it. What'd you get, Durka Durka? Durka Durka on jalapeno cheddar bread. Durka Durka on that's, jalapeno that's, cheddar. That's one of the best sandwiches I've ever had in my entire life. So I like the jalapeno bread. However, <laughs> have you ever had the Durka Durka wrapped up in a flour tortilla? No, but now I'm gonna have to. Yeah, dude, that thing is I nasty. I love tortillas. I love them. So I the love dirt. wraps. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so Tuesday was orientation, and I had to watch a bunch of uh, driving, like uh, safety driving instruction videos. Um, that were made in like the 68 or something right. like that, so boring as shit. But I'm not going to lie, they were actually pretty good. Um, and then Wednesday, it was uh, some more training videos on that safety stuff. I had to go do my driving test, pass with flying colors, um, and then went and helped out in production, which production is pretty much the people that load the trucks and then empty the trucks every day. Right. Dude. That mad, job is terrible. Mad respect, dude, because literally all they do is lift shit. An empty shit for ten hours, like it's it's nonstop. It's truck comes in, boom, empty. They put it back in. By the time they're done with that one, two more come up, and so I mean, mad respect, you know. And it was good to get that little perspective because I'm gonna be one of the drivers, so they're doing that stuff for me every day. So you know, I have a level of appreciation for that. I mean, um, you know, working at Starbucks, I think you can kind of understand that every role, you know, is, every role has its place, and like it's, it's all tough. Right? It's every all role tough. And routine, so. Um, <clears throat> respect to that. Today was my first day, like, uh, on the, like, on job training. So I rode in the truck all day, kind of helped this guy, and I got paired up with this dude that's fucking absolutely dope. This dude is a fucking, he, he's hilarious. He's just a good, solid dude. So, um, yeah, dude, I'm keeping Starbucks one day a week for about four more weeks until I get my insurance. Um, and in that chapter, which is going to be kind of crazy, but I mean, on that dude, just getting used to the uh, ten day work weeks, you know. And I worked eight hours on Monday, so it's been like a forty eight hour work week for me. But um, just getting used to that, man. Yeah, it's exactly. gonna be a little bit of a transition for sure. Yeah, but I mean, other than that, though, dude, I've been good. Uh, I'm excited to really start doing the, the on site training and everything like that. So uh, it should be fun. My whole thing with you is I'm I'm excited to see you less stressed all the time and like. Just, like, more relaxed because, like, the job you have now, like, the new job you got is ten times less stressful. Like, you're literally just driving, dropping off some shit, and, like, leaving. So, I'm excited to see you, like, a less stressful Kyle. Yeah, dude, because, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not really stressed about Starbucks anymore. No, but, like, like certain days, like, you know, when I would see you. Well, well, certain days when I would see you after a rough day, you're just, you know, like, I could tell you're just beat. I just, fuck, yeah. And, like, don't get me wrong, like, your personality, you're still upbeat and everything, but I could tell just, like, your body language. Yeah, it was a rough day. Beat. Yeah. You know what I mean? fucking exhausted, so. Yeah. Um, But do that, you know, so switching up my job and then also getting some more money now, you know, I'm going to have most likely be making more money than I was as a manager. So all that means to me is more golf days and more 
but unless you're village and all that. So I'm, I'm excited to get back to we'll see when it, it actually happens. Hey, dude, <laughs> I'm gonna have three days off. No excuses. I also have money. No excuses. But you gotta give me until after the bachelor party, because my money's going towards the wedding, and then going towards that, and then I can start chipping away at my debt while having some fun on the side. So okay. Stay tuned. All right. Sounds good. What that about you? Good. How was your week? Uh. Week's been all right, man. You know, I'm same old, same old with me. I've just been working out of the base, but I've been kind of getting shafted by the military. Um, so, originally, I was supposed to start my attempt tech job, which is just essentially a job out there, until I deploy, and it pays uh, bi-weekly, pays very decent money. I'd be getting paid like like 30 bucks an hour, Oof. over 30 bucks an hour. Nice. Um, that got delayed... And then, so I've been, I was on order for the last two weeks, including today, and Temp Tech starts on Tuesday, which is all good and well, but I haven't, I'm not going to be able to receive a paycheck. My last paycheck was June 1st, I'm not going to receive a paycheck till Ju- July 1st, because they fucked up my drill pay from the beginning of June, so just been uh, kind of getting shafted by the government, um, <laughs> and a month without a paycheck is not really that fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so it kind of sucks. But other than that, I mean, like, I like being out there, so, like, I'm not, like, super upset, and it's not like I'm, it's not like I'm dead in the water where I have, like, fucking zero dollars or anything like that. Just kind of like, ugh. Like, No, know? yeah, it's frustrating. It's just it's like, frustrating. ugh, yeah. dude, like, I should have money in my <coughs> accounts that I can allot to certain things, and now I have to, like, fucking really manage it. Really penny punch. Right, and it's just like, penny, ugh. Pen, just annoying. Punch. Other than that, I've been fucking good. Um, excited to be here with you. Oh yeah. Um, sorry that Logan can't be here though, because you know, know this is our first episode without Logan. I think it is our first episode with just me and you, because I've had two episodes with just Logan, and I've had one and with you've just had Logan. with just one with yeah. Logan. When I when I'm gone, man, you guys might have to do a couple with just you two. I know. I don't know. It really depends on what shift I have, because like we could be podcasting in sink. three in the morning. Where I'm available, or you know, maybe at like ten at night where I'm available. You know? Yeah, it just kind of like all depends. It's gonna be weird, but uh, we will figure that out, and you know, that news will be coming to yeah. you guys. We'll make sure soon it works. So. Yeah, absolutely. So hey, let's go ahead and get started with some Kyle sports news that you did not know that you cared about. All right, uh, NFL. NFL suspends 49ers defensive end Jordan Willis for six games of the 2021 season. Violated the performance-enhancing substances policy for the NFL. So Jordan Willis, you know, like, I don't pay too much attention to, like, those kind of guys. He's not, like, a big-name guy, but is he, like, a rookie? Is he anyone important? Not of anyone important. Uh, If if you don't know the name, I don't think they're that good. (laughs) So, uh, but here, I can actually look at him real quick. Jordan Willis. I mean, regardless, it helps out my Rams, like, you know. Always, yeah. You know, whatever helps out my Rams and Matthew Stafford, <coughs> Tanner, uh, I'm good. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I'm not getting anything on here. I just keep seeing defensive linemen suspended. So, um, I don't even think he has legit stats. Oh, hold on. Here, here we go. Uh, he was on the Bengals. So, yeah, so he's had no career pretty much. <laughs> Uh, he was on the Bengals, so yeah. So, no 2017, Bengals, next season Bengals, next season Jets, um, and then uh, two teams in 2020. 
Okay. Oh, I'm not worried about Jordan Willis. Yeah. So. Uh, so go ahead and take those steroids, you are, boy. Uh, yeah, you are nobody. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good, good for you, dude. Good for you. Hey, you know what? You know what? Actually, actually, yes, good for him. He's trying to better his career and get him a starting job by taking some steroids. Yeah. You know what? You know what? All the two of you, Jordan yeah. Willis. Hey, to be fair, if I was four string, I'd be trying to. You know, I don't think I'd be the one getting tested, you know, for steroids. I would be doing anything, though. Yeah. like hey, Maybe not steroids, but I'd be giving out some hand jobs to some coaches. Hey, worst case scenario, you either get cut, you stay four string. Best case scenario, you're starter, and they don't test you. So, <laughs> shoot your shot, kid. Shoot your shot. All right, um, tennis. The French Open. Uh, Joker wins it. Down two sets, and then came back to beat, uh, sits to beat. Um, I'm sorry, sits to piss. That's what we call him. Sits to piss. And wins his 19th Grand Slam. Do you ever sit to pee? <sighs> Only if it's taking the chest. No, sometimes I do without taking the chest. Yeah? Yeah, so, like, if I wake up and I'm, ex- or I'm, like, super drunk. If I'm, like, if I'm gone, dude, like, I look at the toilet and I'm, like, I know I'm not making it anywhere near that hole. So, if, if I, I... will sit down. If I'm gone, gone... I piss in the tub. Or shower. I just go straight to the drain, give it a little rinsey rinse. Even if you're at someone else's house? Yeah, I literally did the Cambridge <laughs> bathtub. I was fucked up, went, I'm going to miss that toilet. So I just went straight into the shower, ran the water for a hot second, and then I let her know I was respectful. Oh, dude. I was almost blacked, and I still had the common courtesy to let her know I pissed in your tub. <laughs> I'm upset with you that you let her know. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have even rinsed I it out. I should have pissed on her loofah and everything. <laughs> yeah, I would have pissed on her pillow or something, dude. Um, sometimes, hold on, hold on. I'm not done with this topic of sit to piss. Sometimes when I wake up like in the middle of the night, like at two in the morning, and I, sometimes I just sit down and pee, dude. It is, it's a magical thing. So, I'm not going to... Don't get me wrong, I don't, I don't do it, like, all the time. It's only when I'm blackout drunk or, like, in the middle of the night. But, like, when I wake up in the middle of the night and I gotta go pee, I'm like, alright, and I go sit down and I'm like... Because then, you know, like, I'm not standing up, like, wasting energy. I just sit down and I'm just like... See, so, I I'm like... so little, out of it. That, that's, I, think, I feel like that's the difference between me and you. Because it'll be 3 a.m. What are you trying to say, dude? It'll be 3 a.m. And I'll go, I think I got this lined up. Alright, it's pitch black. <laughs> I'll go, I think I got this lined up. And I'll piss... Until I I either hear rim or I hear water. If I hear water, then I gradually go in one direction until I'm on the rim in the bowl, <laughs> so that way it doesn't wake up Amanda. See, sometimes I got a super soaker pee, dude. That shit will wake up the neighbors. See, maybe that's the difference between me and you. Is I have I have done that in the night where I've just been like just peeing in the dark because like I don't want to turn the light. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah, it's gonna wake fuck up, up my pupils. And yeah, then, and yeah. then I'm gonna be up and then like. But, like, I'll pee in the dark, and then I used to pee, you know, and then, like, a couple times out in the seat, Jesse would wake up in the morning, go sit on that, Oof. and then she was just, like, not happy, not a happy camper. So, you know, then I was like, all right, all right, look, Timmy, let's use our brain here. What can we do <laughs> to stop that? And then I was like, let's sit down and go pee. And then the next time I was woke up in the middle of the night, I sat down and go pee, and I was like... Whoa, dude. Revolutionary. Well, see, and with you, see, like, with me, I might have to try it. Because with me, I have no worries about me sitting down. None at all. But for you, I think you're a brave man. Because chances, I think, would at least be 80-20 that your dick touched the ball with him. 
Oh, stop I, I would it. assume you just stop let it out it. and you just hear splash. Oh, but, stop it. Hey, but I don't know. I don't stop know. it. Um, all right, uh, UFC. Max Holloway reportedly out of the UFC fight night versus Yair Rodriguez because of an injury. Uh, that was a big one that people were really looking to. Um, looking forward to because Max Holloway coming off of that history-making one against Calvin Guitar, where he hit him like 600 fucking times. Um, and death by a thousand punches. I mean, the guy almost died. So, um, But this Saturday, we got the Korean Zombie coming off of a loss against um, uh, Brian Ortega, who... It, it was it was a good fight, dude. Brian Ortega was off for like a year and a half and came back. So I took Korean Zombie to win that fight. And Brian Ortega dude, just kind of had his way with him. Uh, so Korean Zombie back to fight that one. And then um, if we wanted to, we could touch up on the Anastasia Vittori, uh, 263. Um, so I will say... Let's go, let's go down the main card. Yeah, so I didn't see any of the prelims except the Drew Dover, which we like to call Chad, versus Riddell. Um, Riddell, man, real trooper. It was a really fucking good fight. If easily fight of the night, in my opinion. Um, we missed the first one, right? So I took Jamal Hill to win that fight over Craig, um, coming in 8-0 undefeated. Um, but Craig... KO in the first round. And he almost broke his arm, like in an arm bar. So it was decided that it was a broken arm, and then, like, in the intro to the Adesanya fight, the commentators were like, hey, so we got word... Um, it was just a severe sprain. He didn't break it. So I, I honestly didn't even see the highlights. Um, I, I feel like a severe sprain is almost worse than a break. Because so like when you sprain, sprain your ankle, ankle... They say it's worse than a broken ankle. They right. say it's more painful. Because so, uh, you're literally like tearing shit. So, right. I mean... I don't know. Uh, Damian Maya versus Muhammad. Dude, Muhammad. so, so I, don't, I don't know how much I really like Muhammad yet. Like... I know he's good, and I know he's really an up-and-comer, but I don't really know how much he's going to be able to compete up at the top. So for me, I just thought it was a really boring fight um, coming into it. Well, Damien uh, Maya, he's old, he's, he's, he's over 40, <laughs> and he's a ground-game guy. And he went 1 for 21 on takedown. Yeah, and so like, the whole fight, it was just <laughs> Damien Maya just getting stuffed, um, and Muhammad just like defending, and like he won the fight because of it. And Which is fair, I mean, wrong, but like at the same time... One, Muhammad needs a better fight. He fought Leon Edwards, lost to Leon Edwards. But it was a no contest. It wasn't a lose because... Oh, he, yeah, but the, it was the fucking, like, yeah, ear, the eye. It was the eye. But that was the worst eye poke I've ever seen. <laughs> no, no, no. Muhammad, if, Muhammad if, looked <laughs> like he shouldn't be able to, to have an eye after that. Well, Don't Leon get me wrong. Edwards, if he was eating Cheetos that day, there would have been <laughs> Cheeto dust on the back of Muhammad's eye. That's how deep that shit was, right? But Muhammad landed almost twice as many as Maya attempted strikes. Like, Muhammad obviously dominated the fight. That's why he won 29-28 uh, to 28 in two of them and 30-27. to 27. But Muhammad, again, it's like you. I want to like the guy. I just don't think he's very electric. He was losing the fight to Leon Edwards. He was. And then it became a no contest because he got poked in the eye. So moving to that next one, Leon Edwards, Nate Diaz. Um, it was a complete blowout until the fifth round, until Nate Diaz literally rocked Leon Edwards, and it was very scary. No, yeah, dude, I thought, <laughs> was, I thought Nate dude, Diaz had so, a chance. So that one shot, and then Leon Edwards started stumbling, and I, because I remember sitting there, and I was like, oh god. No, yeah, because you and, uh, you and Tanner put a Lincoln on it, with each other. Oh, dude, does Tanner owe me a Lincoln? Yeah, he does owe you a Lincoln. Tanner, you owe me a Lincoln, he dude, I forgot about that, dude. 
Um, definitely owes you a Lincoln. Um, but dude, Nate Diaz, I mean, God, dude, he's like the character from SpongeBob, man. He's just got paper skin and glass bones, <laughs> man. Like, it's Nate Diaz. I mean, I would say modern he day, gets but Nate Diaz. so easily. That's like Forrest Griffin. He reminds me of Forrest Griffin, even though they were fighting at the same time, you know, like same time age, like range. But Nate Diaz, dude, you fucking, you flick him. Like, could you imagine Leon Edwards would have poked his eye? Oh, oh my god. He would have been blind. Nate Diaz would have been <laughs> The whole arena would have been squirting in blood. But <laughs> Nate Diaz, I mean, dude, he had a gash on his head. He had a gash on his eye. This dude was bleeding all over the place. And it was a very dominant fight. I think the judges, all three, got it perfectly right. 49-46, exactly how I scored it. Um, I just don't like Leon Edwards. I don't like Leon Edwards because of the Muhammad fight. That, was, that wasn't even on purpose. How can no, you do no, that? No, 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 no. It wasn't because of that. It was that the fight was over and everybody said, all right, there should be a rematch, right? Because that was undecided. And he goes, nah, he's not worthy to me anymore. Yeah, I, 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 I was beating him. It's not worth it. To me, that that's just stupid. That, that's a weird thing. You're always going to get more money for a rematch, right? You always get more sales. Whether, you know, even if you're like the third fight on the card, it's like, oh, shit, rematch. I want to see this. And then, yeah, he'll beat the shit out of Muhammad. So why wouldn't you take that fight then? To me, it's just very disrespectful to literally poke a dude's eye out <laughs> and then be like, nah, he sucks. I would have beat, beat him anyway. <laughs> he sucks. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want any He could have taken a little eye poke. No, dude. <laughs> it was the worst one I've ever seen. Um, so, hey. That's the only reason why I don't like him. I'm not saying he's bad, but I thought the fight was boring. I do – I. It, it just – it was Diaz taunting but not attacking and Edwards – just only countering. Nate Diaz is a very good counter fighter, and Leon Edwards is a counter fighter. So these are always my 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 least favorite matchups. Is when it's two counter fighters fighting each other because they're always waiting for the other person. I to know, I know, it gets very boring. I will say this though, for those of you who don't know, for those of you that weren't with us watching the fight, um, I had state. Before the fight had started, I was like, Leon Edwards is one of my favorite fighters in the UFC, and everybody, everybody <laughs> was very surprised. Everyone blew up on you. Everyone yeah. was it was a little uh, almost upset with me because I said Leon Edwards was one of my favorite fighters. Do I think he's going to be uh, Usman if that time comes? Uh, honestly, not because Usman is an absolute animal. He's in a league of his own. Um, but however, I. I think Leon Edwards is the second best fighter in that division. I don't think he's going to beat Usman, but I think he can beat the number one and the number two. I think he's number three right now, but I would take I, that. I would like to see a Leon Edwards versus Covington. I and and I'm, I'm going to take Edwards every single day. I like I, I like Covington. I like Robert Covington, but I, I'm going to take so Edwards. Leon Edwards, his track record just doesn't do, do enough for me, right? So because they haven't given him anything no, to go off, but of. he beat. Cerrone, and then he beat Gunnar Nelson, and then he beat Rafael Dos Anjos, three people on their way out of the UFC, didn't fight since 2019 of, uh, or July 20th of 2019, so a year, year and a half, almost two years, then he fought Muhammad, it was a no contest because of an eye poke, and then he fought Nate Diaz, who's not even ranked. Yeah, yeah, well, one, he absolutely demolished Muhammad, except for the no contest, Yeah, and he did... He did demolish Nate Diaz. However, Nate Diaz did have a we, one we one punch, one punch. Yeah, but he had almost fifty more strikes than which than, than Edwards, which surprises me. That is because surprising. it didn't look like that. 
That is so he landed almost 50 more total strikes, but Leon Edwards had one more significant strike. So he was landing a bunch of not worthy hits. That that was the big thing. He was just trying to stay active. So okay, now it makes sense. Now it makes sense. Um, then dude, Figueroa Moreno, right? Tanner asked me, you asked me, and Chad asked me, who do you got in this fight if you had to pick one? And I literally kept saying, I don't know. This fight's going to be so close. I was like, I want Moreno to win. I think he can win. But Figueroa has a track record. I think he's going to win. If I had to put my life savings on it, I'd probably go Figueroa. And then, dude, immediately into the first round, Figueroa looked so scared. He looks so scared and so scared. extra cautious. He looks scared because, I mean, you look at the total strikes. I mean, 33 for Figueredo, 71 for Moreno. Significant is 47 for Moreno to 24. I mean, I mean, the entire time it almost looked like Figueredo was running away. Whereas in the first fight, yes. it was the complete opposite. Whereas, whereas Figueredo was, like, was like, stood my ground. Like, I'm, I'm coming gonna at you. you. Yeah. I'm going to come at you every step of the way. So that was the part that, like, confused me. Yeah, absolutely. So I was like, man, they put on... In my opinion, runner-up for fight of the year in 2020 by just being out there and being an absolute slugfest, and he just looks scared. Like I don't know if something's going on, but I guarantee you, and I've only seen two. There's of gonna be a three. Fights. There's gonna be a third one. No, well, 100. percent There's gonna be a trilogy. That shit's gonna sell fat. But Moreno, I've only seen two of his fights, both against Figueroa, and I can guarantee that even with that last fight. This was the greatest performance of his career. He dominated the first round, dominated the second round, and then fucking finished him in the third round. Didn't even go to the championship rounds, man. Moreno looked absolutely flawless in the fight. He was beating him every single category. It's like, all right, Figueroa went one for one on takedowns. Cool, Moreno went two for two. Right. right? And he had two submission attempts. And he had almost three times the control time. He had more leg kicks. Okay, my bad. Two less body kicks. But tw- but fucking 20 more head kicks. 20 more significant strikes. All, more than double total strikes. So, in every category, he was so much better than Figueroa. And that absolutely blew my mind. I did not see that coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, we can go ahead. Do you want to... Save the last one? Yeah, let's just save the last one because I am going to touch up on that. Okay, so before we go into Kyle's topic and the rest of Kyle's sports news you know you cared about, I will say, uh, boom to me, um, I did pick a three-card parlay for Adesanya Moreno and Leon Edwards. Paid me out like a total like 120 bucks, and then I put 20 straight up on Moreno to win outright for a toy. I didn't realize it because, you know, I got super drunk. <laughs> and then I woke up the morning after, and I had known I hit that parlay, but I was like, man, I don't know how much money I won. So I woke up, and I checked my William Hill, and I was like, oh, shit, dude. Cause I, I hit it. I, I put 60 bucks in my account, used it all on all the fights, like, just, like, throughout the yeah. night, and then woke up to 180 bucks. So that was... uh a pretty cool thing. Hell yeah, dude. And okay, so if you would have came in, if I would have like saw you that day and you were like, yeah, I did a three-leg parlay on Edwards, Figueroa, and Adesanya, I've been like, beautiful. And then you did come up to me and say, I put one on Edwards, Moreno, and Adesanya. And I went, beautiful. Because I could see Figueroa and Moreno going out of the way. Yeah, that was, that was a toss-up. Completely. Yeah. And I just like Moreno more than Figueroa. Same. 
Same. I like them more. I wanted them to win more. So. He's way more humble. Like, like Moreno, like... Viva la Mexico! Yeah, Viva la Mexico! You first, saw it. You first saw it. Mexican-born champion. Yes, in the UFC, absolutely. Which I thought Cain Velasquez was Mexican-born, but he wasn't. No, so booming to Moreno for that, and also booming because I mean, you, I saw Instagram posts of him when like he had just started in the UFC, and like posted pictures of like the belt, and was like, "Hey, one day that's gonna be mine," and yeah, like that dude. that dream coming for to fruition, fruition for Moreno. Like, good for you, man. Like, you might be my favorite flyweight fighter. Right now, you are. You no, are my favorite flyweight my, fighter yeah. right now. 100% Moreno. Man, I hope your reign is is long and fucking awesome. Can't wait, man. Yeah, no, he, he, he's, yeah, he's definitely my favorite flyweight. Um, like you said, he's humble. He's fucking geeky. Dude, he's super in anime and he collects and all that. Um, and yeah, so I, I think that picture you're talking about was like 2017, right? When he's like, this is my one, my one day. He got cut by the UFC in like 2018, 2019. Wow. And fucking came back, fought his way back, and now he's a fucking flyweight champion, dude. Ah, what a feeling for that guy. Yeah, absolutely. All right, um, already talked about tennis. Um, NBA, Rick Carlisle steps down as Mavericks head coach after 13 seasons and one NBA title in Dallas. I don't think they've done anything since that title. I could be wrong. I mean, they made the, the playoffs. I, I, I think it's crazy that he stepped down, though, with the, with the crazy amount of... I mean, talent that Luca provides him, and like I, 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 I just I feel like I mean Logan would be here, but like in my opinion, I feel like stars don't not want to come to to Dallas. Like I mean, if like a star comes in free agency and you're like, hey, want to come to Dallas and play with Luca and stuff like that, a star might be like, yeah, I will come play with Luca. And, and that's the thing, especially with Logan, right? Saying that his number one under twenty five year old player was Luca. You think it'd be very easy to build a foundation around that? Yeah, and, being and so also, young. Yeah, you know? and also, like, I mean, they they have good pieces in Dallas. Like, if they keep Tim Hardaway, he's getting a little bit older, but he's a very solid shooting guard that can provide any night thirty points off the bench or who, who, on the starting who's line. Who's the number two on uh, Dallas? It would be either Tim Hardaway or Porzingis. Porzingis, that's the yeah, that's the one I was thinking. of. And I, I think already just the two of them are dynamic duo, you know, but it's like you said. I think like Porzingis is very hot and cold. You don't know what he's getting out of him. You don't know if he's going to be injured. It's very hard to, like, just pinpoint where, where Porzingis is. If he's on, he's he's I think he's one of the best power forwards, centers in the game, at least top ten. When he's on. And, yeah, when he's on. But you just don't know if he's going to be injured or not. You don't know where he's going to where he's gonna fall on that night, you know what I mean? No. Um, Los Angeles Lakers' LeBron James says he predicted the rash of injuries after the quick turnaround to the start season. So I saw I saw the tweets, I saw all the news and stuff like that, and like, don't get me wrong, I used to be a LeBron hater when he was in Cleveland, when he was like a rookie. Became somewhat of a LeBron fan when he went back to Cleveland after Miami. I like that too. Yeah, yeah it's because he went back home and stuff like that, so didn't mind him winning a championship there. When he came to the Lakers, I was, I was like, I was, you know, stoked and stuff like that. But when it comes to him calling out injuries and stuff like that, like, I feel like, I don't know. I, I don't see, I didn't, I never saw him calling out anyone. So my my thing was, I feel like we all saw that coming, right? With such a turnaround from last season to this season. You knew people were going to get short, hurt. short games, like, it was a known thing. Don't blame it because AD got Injured, which I'm not saying he didn't, but I'm not saying it was as bad as it was. Well, and, and just 
the amount of injuries. Um, I'll go into it yeah, across the playoffs. I'll go. Yeah, I'll go into sure. it because it's in part of my bust. But um, it's like, yeah, you were right, LeBron James. You were right. You called it. No, just like everyone else. No, no. I did he call it though? Did he call it? Like so. His no, whole thing, I feel like I, him I, calling out. I do feel like the at the beginning of the season, though, he did. I, I feel like I remember seeing something of him being upset that the with start, how fast the turnover. Oh, okay. Was. I okay. feel like because I, I, I felt like I felt like that that call out was from like the bubble or something like that, where he was disagreeing with like the bubble oh, playoff thing, and I was yeah. like, no, you can't. An entire season later, that. when you previously said, I like the, I like right. the playoffs. Right, that's what I that. thought it was. I yeah. Didn't, okay, so if you had saw something from I, I feel like I did. Logan will be here next week, I'm assuming, so he'll be able to fully correct us on that, but I feel like I did see something where he was like, oh, I'm worried about this, but I thought a lot of players were, though. No, and, like, I, fans no, were like, yeah, no, it's absolutely. Gonna like, and it's, I, it's I feel like happen. a lot of people were, but you have to understand the business aspect of basketball has to like put on that show and and make the money. It was COVID. You want to get paid, right? You want to get paid millions of dollars. Yeah, if you want, if you want the, the season to get is. delayed and shortened again, then we're gonna pay you for that shortened season again. Yeah, like no, we're not so, gonna we're not gonna do this thing where we pay you all this fuck tons amount of money for a lesser amount of games yeah, played. You guys could have done what the Brooklyn Nets did and fucking sit every other person every other game. Right to where they didn't play for fuck. They didn't play the three of them together, on for like fucking ever. They played like ten games all season with the three. And even in the playoffs, they're still not doing it because guess what? They're all injured. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's okay. Like, and the injuries are going to come, but like, don't. I, I feel like he's only coming out like if this right now. If he's in the finals, he would not be like, oh, I called all these injuries. No, if he was in the finals against the Nets right now, and Kyrie and James Harden were out. He'd be like, yeah, that's pussy energy. Well, no, <laughs> no, not necessarily that. He would just be like, oh, yeah, you know, we're playing good basketball right now. Yeah, yeah. No wonder why you're getting your ankles broken, dude, because I'm fucking juking you out. I'm breaking your ankles. No wonder why you're injured. No, yeah, so, like, I feel like LeBron will wait until he's in a bad situation and then kick it into overgear and be like, oh, I talked about this. These are pretty strong. Huh? Forgot they were 9.4 when I first took the drink. Dude, I'm, the drink. I'm one and a quarter, and I'm buzzed. <laughs> Dude. Wait, so you have to finish that one in and out. Oh, no, I will. But, like, <laughs> it's only because I haven't eaten, though. You know what I mean? Like, I haven't eaten. Dude, I ate some Mott sticks. Hey, okay, so first off. Don't get me started on my things. <laughs> we went to Applebee's, like, three days ago. You went to Applebee's? Dude, I was bad. Oh, dude, I shit minimum three times a day. I shit like once that day. The next day was like half of a shit. It was like rabbit pellets. And I was like, oh man, he's got me fucked up. So what did I do? Ate the leftovers. You know I did. So I was back there for like three days. Why? Because why did you eat the leftovers? Why did you go to Applebee's in the first place? Applebee's is literally the worst Okay, hold on, hold on, hey, no, hold no. on. Applebee's has, in no. my opinion, the second best mozzarella sticks in the restaurant industry. I'm upset that you said that. I have something for you. The only time I ever go to Applebee's is for the unlimited boneless oh, buffalo wings or the riblets. Those are so good. You know, I'll go down and I'll eat like fucking five yeah, plates yeah, of them. Smash them, yeah. What's your favorite chain restaurant? I'm not going to lie, dude. I probably got to go to the G. Huh? Olive Garden. Dude, I'm disgusted dude, with I you. Dude, I love Olive Garden. Dude, Olive so, Garden is disgusting. Growing up poor, 
I remember my, my buddy who's very rich, right? Grew up very wealthy. He goes, hey, so what's your favorite, like, fancy restaurant? And I went, oh, Olive Garden. <laughs> and he goes, no, I said fancy. And I went, Olive Garden. Yeah, Olive Garden, <laughs> dude. Unlimited breadsticks? Get out of here. I love it, dude. I, I, I do love Olive Garden, though, dude. Maybe, I do like Outback. Dude, you like some shitty restaurants. Dude, I like all of the generic, like, chains. What's yeah. yours? Uh, fucking Texas Roadhouse. Texas Roadhouse. I went there one time. I've only been there once. And I like Outback because they have the pumpernickel bread. We're talking about the, the, the fucking rolls and cinnamon fucking Hold butter, on, dude. bitch! I like Outback because they have the pumpernickel bread with that, like, fucking fluffy-ass butter. Never been to Outback. Oh, see, dude, you gotta go, I'm, man. Dude, so no, go to Texas Roadhouse. I've so. never met anyone that said Outback was better than Texas Roadhouse. Okay, but I've been to Texas Roadhouse once, and we talked about this. The rolls with that fucking butter is fire, but for me, it's a dessert. I'm not a sweets guy. I'm more savory. Why do you? So why I like the pumpernickel. Sweets? I like the pumpernickel with oh, butter I more than that. I like the bread rolls with that. the cinnamon butter. Okay, I remember which don't wrong, it is fire. But as an appetizer, I don't want sweet. Don't eat candy because it's gonna ruin your dinner, kids. That's literally how I feel when I go to the Roadhouse. I eat three of those. And I'm like, damn, those are fire. And I'm like, oh, now I gotta fucking eat a sixteen ounce steak. Yes. <laughs> Dude, but, no, no, you get a fucking fat beer, you eat some peanuts, have a roll before your dinner, and then as you're eating the steak, you eat more rolls and butter. Can we eat Texas Roadhouse? Can, yeah. we, can we go to Texas Roadhouse? Yeah, somewhere? dude, I will show you how to eat Texas Roadhouse. When he gets back. Yeah. Okay. Then we will, okay. Because, like, your oh, mind is completely brown. Okay, yeah, okay, absolutely. Well, no, okay, I've been out back, like, five times, and I like it. Right, the, the Bloomin' Onions? Dude, the Bloomin' Onion at Texas Roadhouse... It's Forget ten times about better. It. You've never been to Outback. I don't care, dude. It's Outback Steakhouse, dude. I don't it's need to Texas be there. It's Texas Roadhouse. There's like ten of them in the country. Outback, there's like thousands. Right. That's why you want to go to the. They focus on quality. Hey, fair enough. Come on. In and out's better than McDonald's. Same, Same reason. Same Boom. reason. All right. Boom there. Okay. Jesus Christ. What right. else we got? Pelicans fire Stan Van Gundy. Good. Boom in name. No. <laughs> <laughs> if Amanda's last name was Van Gundy, hey, I have my, my last name tattooed on my arm because I'm basic, right? But I take very much pride in my last name. If Amanda's last name was Van Gundy, you best believe July 13th, I'm Kyle Van Gundy. <laughs> every, every time. Dude, Kyle Van Gundy's a pretty that tough name. That is a good name. That's tough. That, that is, is a, a tough good name. name. Absolutely. Hey who, hey, who am I training? Oh, you're training Kyle Van Gundy. That Sintos driver would be like, well, he's gonna fuck my wife. Like, I, I, there's no doubt about and then, it. And then he looks at you. Yeah, no, then he goes, oh, okay, yeah, cool. He's three foot six. Yeah, I got nothing to worry about. Hey, no. Hey, I, I, any, I have you're any height in bed, baby. Huh? Any height in bed. Crawl up, crawl down, doesn't matter. <laughs> Do you have a comment on the uh, Stephen Gundy? It's good for the Pelicans, man. Yes. Like, you need to get rid of a guy like that when you have so much talent like that. You have Zion. You That's have, my thing. You have Brian Ingram. You, I mean, you have you, so you have, much you have, fucking talent right there. You have right minimum there. two-star talents, and you can't do shit with that team. All right. Get out of here. Get out of there. Fire. Um, and then just want to touch upon the, the fucking playoffs. Dude, these games are all getting nutty. Okay, yeah. They're all going to game six. We're Tonight taking, we're, okay. is Bucks and Nets. 
Bucks and Nets. And look, 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 look. If the Bucks can somehow force a game seven, like, I know KD took over game five, and it, oh, was, it was nasty. What a monster. It was The Bucks nasty. were destroying that game. It was game. nasty. And, and it just goes to show, like, you know, KD didn't play last year, and he came back this year, and this is what he's doing in the playoffs. Like, it just shows that, like, I feel like we're in such a time of perennial talent that it's just – like, like Logan had, had been saying before, remember his, like, boomer bust, or, like, it was one of his topics where he was like, we are underappreciative. Yes, It 100%. totally is. Like, we totally are. Like, we have, we have LeBron. We have KD. We have Stephen Curry. We have Damian Lillard. Like, I know that, you know, those players aren't necessarily in the playoffs right now, but we have KD in the playoffs. We have Giannis in the playoffs. Dude, and people, okay, so people understand how great of a shooter Steph is. People but underestimate I, but, but KD. But I still feel that Steph Curry is an underrated person. I know he's the most blown up right now as the best shooter. Uh, he's only underrated because people don't understand his other abilities. His other abilities. Like KD is for sure top five, debatably top three. Debatably best players the, in the NBA. Debatably the best. You think he's better though than than LeBron? I think he, I, currently yes, yes especially yes. this season. Yes, KD yes. did yes, do I a do. lot yes, of damage. I do. This yes, season. no, that's it, fair. It, the only reason is like, don't get me wrong. I think I think LeBron is honestly stronger than KD. Yes. But I think KD's well, built, skill dude. set is better than LeBron's. Um, <clears throat> do I think LeBron's going to go down as having a better career? Yes. yes. Do I think KD's a better player than LeBron? Yes. Because LeBron, KD is in so the time you, of era. He, well, here's the thing. LeBron started out in an era where it wasn't about chasing earnings. You know, you he came into an era where it was like you stay put. And so he and, stayed as the best player on his team every yeah, single year. Pretty much, KD you know went mean? to all star you know I mean? teams. It, it didn't start until honestly, I think KD? LeBron went to no, oh, to no Miami yeah, and started Miami. chasing rings. Because he said, you know, and they started and they started winning rings, and that's everybody in the NBA was like, "That's how you win rings. You go chase them." See, and that's why I think. There's that's no, what I think. That's what I think. There's no other sport like NBA where players get to choose their outcomes. NBA players go, I want to be on that team. They end up on that fucking team. Pretty L- much. Julio Jones, it didn't matter where he wanted to go. It was wherever fucking Atlanta was going to get the most for him. No, and that's why – that see, that's my whole <laughs> thing is that's why the NFL is the most popular sport in the NFL. is because players don't have a say in, honestly, a yeah. whole lot. And I a I, whole I, lot I completely agree. like and, and like you can make the argument like oh well you know the players association they get a, they should get a say in shit no they shouldn't dude you get signed by a contract and if you get you're traded, owned by that team yeah you're you're that's pretty much owned that's how yeah. soccer is back oh. over in Europe soccer dude, yeah that's soccer, even they, more they, strict they don't it's not even a contract you literally just get sold to it <laughs> yeah you're literally a slave in Europe <laughs> yeah you can't even. Talk about another <laughs> team for at least ten years, right? They're like, no, no, no. I just paid a hundred million dollars for you. My favorite thing about this entire NBA season is John Morant's tweet after like um, a flop by I, I don't know, maybe it was the Sixers or the, or, or the uh, the fucking Hawks, and John Morant tweeted, "League is soft. League is soft in so many fucking ways." So many fucking ways the My league Lord. is so fucking soft. Well, no, I think that was that might have been from the uh, the fucking the Nuggets and Suns game. Yeah, maybe it was where, that where, one. Where, maybe it was uh, that gun. Maybe it was that Jokic game. Jokic got kicked out 
for the flagrant two, but the one where the guy fucking smacked LeBron in the face was, oh, no, that was accident. And it's like, no, he was going for the ball. Like, no, dude. 90, no, 90% of the time, they're going for the ball. Okay, and, so and it's called a flagrant. It's like, dude, the, no, I just, so all I'm, I saying, it, all I'm right saying is the NBA is soft. I it, This has been last year, I guess, technically in the bubbles when I started getting the NBA. And this season, I got more in the NBA. But this is the reason why it was always hard for me to get in the NBA because there's so many fouls, so many penalties. And it was a more physical version of soccer. Right? Where do they get flicked and they're on the floor? Oh, oh, like LeBron. Oh, my eye. I, I, he hits the game fucking sinking 36 foot or three and goes, I still oh, can't I couldn't see. see. I couldn't even see with that. He's looking at Curry going, I couldn't even see. Like, okay, don't be a fucking dick, dude. Yeah, dude. No, like, you sink that shit with precision. So that to me is where the NBA, it is soft. And we've talked about it where exactly when Logan had his, uh, you know, we're underappreciative of this this generation of absolute unrealistic talent. But my argument, ar- my argument now to Logan's, but it's also the softest. It's the softest league we've ever seen. Yeah, like um, it wasn't uh, it wasn't Jordan, but it was somebody from the fucking the eighties, right? That was like not a single one of these players would have lasted in our time. No, you know maybe LeBron because he's physical. No, 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 no. LeBron's he, arguably no, no. one of the most softest. No, but he flops because he can. That dude is a tank. No, he's a tank. Yes. And and, and if you threw him back in the eighties when that shit wasn't acceptable, he still would have excelled. But everybody else and like dude, like the refs, in my opinion, pamper and baby star players. No, no, one hundred percent they do, and they have been for years. But yes, just like all around the whole league is just very it's, soft. It's the becoming most talent, but the softest. It's becoming hard to watch. Like like I, I find myself these last like three years where I find myself watching less and less basketball because like it's it's like I just get annoyed. I just and, get annoyed. Like I'm like, and, how is that a foul? Like that's me, not a foul. For me going from hockey Playoffs, yeah, to, to, to basketball, no, it's, it's I, hard to. I, I, I could see, right? You're because just being like, you, I don't even want to tune in. They're spitting out blood because they just took a stick across the face, and what happens? It's a 10 second pause, and they're fucking skating again. Like, right? They're just, maybe, you know, no, maybe, they are, maybe they are a power play. Hey, maybe manliest, par, probably a power play. No, no, no yeah, probably a power play. Let's get let's five get on honest. four, and they go. You know what? I'm more but nobody, no, nobody's like nobody's like absolutely disgusted with each other. You know what I mean? Nobody, no, no they just go at it again. They just go and they at just it keep again. Fucking pounding. And I, pounding I'm starting to love my. Okay, okay, let's go, let's go. All right, so yeah, just going to the bracket though. Um, Phoenix obviously swept. They're in it. The way the Nets have been looking against the Bucks, the Suns have a very good chance. And somebody asked me today, who do you want to win? I want the Suns to win. One, they beat the Lakers. Any team that beats my team, I want them to go win the whole thing because then we have an argument of, oh, if we would have beat them, we would have beat everybody I feel the same exact way about any team. But I also love Devin Booker. That dude is a fucking stud. He was a Kobe Bryant fan. Um, Having a signed jersey about Kobe Bryant and then winning the game four. uh, They need Chris Ball to come back. We don't know the extensiveness of his injury, but But he needs to come back to win that series. For sure. Um, Especially but, against like the Clippers or the Jazz. And they're Jets. just a good, fun team. 
You know, Amanda's born in Arizona, so she's an Arizona Cardinals fan. And technically, if she had to pick a basketball team, it's going to be Phoenix Suns. You know, so I'm like, you know what, like, yeah, sure. Oh, that could be your favorite. That could be your second team. That's yeah. cool. You know, That's it's like, cool. all right, cool. Phoenix I, Suns. I'll allow it. And I love <laughs> Devin Booker. Um, I think he's an amazing talent. But the other series, these have been dynamite series, man. Jazz and Clippers, dynamite. Sixers, Atlanta, maybe my favorite. Bucks and the Nets. It's not going the way I thought it would, but it's still a great one. The Sixers. Atlanta has just been so. No, no. Here's the thing it's about the, so here's the thing so about no, no, no. Here is the thing about the Sixers. Logan will agree. The Sixers are afraid to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. They lost last year the Celtics. They lost uh, last year. I forget to who, but they lost last year before they got to the Eastern Conference Finals, and the year before that. Still had Embiid and Ben was Simmons. It, was it the Heat or not? Maybe it was the Heat. Because you took the Heat going very far. No, because the Heat beat the Bucks to get the to the semis. Um, but the year before that, they lost to the Celtics again. So the the Sixers are afraid of the Eastern Conference semis. It's just it's a mess. Um, other than that, yeah, I no, mean, no, yeah, Sixers lost to the Celtics. Last year too? Yeah, no, no, last yeah, last year. So last three years they lost to the Celtics. Well, not not this year. Not this year. Yeah, no, yeah, but so they, the last two years they lost to the Celtics. Yeah, I don't because I remember talking. They about were it. the sixth seed, and they were down Howard. So I took the Celtics. You guys both took the Sixers. I believe. No, uh, no, yeah, I took Sixers. You guys took Celtics, and that was where you guys took that fat jump on me because. I was like, okay, they're down Howard. I mean, I, I think regardless, I called the, the fucking Heat versus Lakers in the finals. And you took Lakers to win. So, I mean, that was <laughs> one of the greatest sports predictions I've ever seen in my entire life. Right. But, all right. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Holy let's move on. shit. All right. Um, this is the long sports news. Big one. Um, so, NHL, the Blackhawks reportedly failed to report alleged sexual abuse of players... By the video coach. That's not good. Okay. So, Chicago Blackhawks management reportedly refused to file a police report after two players accused the former video coach, Brad Aldrich, of sexually assaulting them in 2020. So, uh, I'm just going to cut through some of this over here. So, the Blackhawks are subject of two lawsuits related to the behavior of Aldrich. One lawsuit was filed by an unnamed former player who says... He and another player were assaulted by Aldridge. The other was fired, uh, filed by a former high school athlete who alleges Aldridge assaulted him after the Blackhawks gave Aldridge a positive letter of recommendation that led to him being hired as the assistant coach for the high school team. That was a lot of words right there. Aldridge <laughs> pleaded guilty to fourth degree. I didn't even know there was a fourth. Fourth degree criminal sexual conduct with a high schooler back in 2014 and was sentenced to nine months in jail. So, busting the Blackhawks for you to pick up this guy. But then, the Bla- former Blackhawks player who filed the suit against Aldridge said that he had threatened him physically, financially, and emotionally in order to coerce him into sexual acts. The abuse allegedly took place in the 2009-2010 season. So this is fucking... Because I already thought about hitting up my buddy, right, that's on the Blackhawks, like he's a four-string goalie. I thought about hitting him up to touch up on this. One, I didn't think he'd want to talk about it. But two, this was fucking 11 years ago, 12 years ago. So, uh, 
big thing going on right now. Um, had gotten them drunk in his apartment, watched pornography, and then tried to perform oral sex on them. So first off, they're not gay. He wanted to give head. So he's gay. Nothing against being gay. No. However, he was not trying to all. sexually I'm assault other people. This. He, he, no, he was trying to sexually assault people. Fuck that guy. Um, but the sexual assault was his fault that he was culp- uh, capable for what had happened. Um, made mistakes during his encounter with the perpetrator and permitted the sexual assaults to occur. So they allowed it to occur because he was hitting them, you know, professional hockey players. And this guy's pretty much saying, I will end you physically, <laughs> so I'll kill you, financially, and just emotionally breaking them down and saying, you will never be in the hockey again, and NHL, all that. To other dudes. To other dudes. Who play hockey. And me, I... I I would have knocked his lights out. Like, there's no way that I would just... I would have stabbed him. Yes. Like... In the neck. And then... And then... With the knife! (laughs) But, like, I... Like, I would have... Yeah, I would have turned it down. And then I just would have... You know, I just would have told him... Hey, this guy just tried to do this. But... Anyway. Um, but then... We're also going to obviously get into the, uh... Golden Knights beat the Avalanche 4-2. They moved on. We talked about last week. Canadians swept... Um, so it's right now tied 1-1 between the Golden Knights and the Canadians. Me personally, I do like the Golden Knights, but I was telling Tim earlier, I do want the Canadians to win. A four seat would just be amazing to go to the finals. And our boys, the Islanders, um, taking game one in Tampa, their crowd was, you would have thought their whole entire audience and crowd was filled with Helen Kellers with how much noise they were making. It was almost silent in that stadium, not getting their own team hyped. Like, I just don't understand how that happens. Um, but tonight, I believe, oh, is game three. Oh, I just, I, I completely disagree with you, man. So, so I watched that entire Islanders Tampa Bay game one because I took the Islanders money line. Baby, baby. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I put up my balls on that bet, oh, man. Yeah, I, I fucking flopped them on the table and I, and I said, come on, lightning, fucking. Thor, bring down the hammer on these nuts if you have a fucking, if you have a dick, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I felt like the whole time, <laughs> the fucking Tampa Bay fans, they were there. They were there, man. And the Islanders, I felt like, had every single fucking avenue of, of we're playing defense today. And guess what, man? If you give us an opportunity to score, we are going to take it. And that's exactly what had happened in game one was... The Islanders played such sound defense. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like Tampa Bay, the defense was flawless at home. They had the puck on on the Islanders' side of the ice a whole fucking lot, and it made me a very nervous the entire time. I was sitting there watching. I was like, "Come on, clear it. Just clear it, and then go down there and get the puck for yourself." And every single time they cleared it, it was the same story, and it was just a clearing show. Um, but. The entire time, man, that fucking Islander defense just came up clutch, 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 clutch. See, and man, who's the Islanders fucking goalie? Varmilov. Varmilov was so fucking amazing. And in game two, I really, really think even, I mean, it was 0-0. And in game two, Varmilov went out for a concussion protocol. And that really hurt him. I mean, they brought in that rookie goalie who's a stud. No, no, he did great. But... It would have been a different outcome if Armand was still in. I mean, he let up four goals. And don't get me wrong, rookie goalie, I mean, 
in that type of fucking setting, like yeah, doing that. And he, he played good. Yeah. He played good. He don't get me wrong. He played good. I'm not mad. I mean, it's four goals, but I wasn't, I wasn't like disgusted with him. You know what I mean? Like he had played good, good hockey as a goalie. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, but that series is going to be really good. Whoever wins this one, don't get me wrong. Right now, the Islanders. Last time I saw was we're up one zip. Yeah, right now they're still up one zip. Um, halfway through Wait, the second. Islanders are up one zip? No, Lightning. No, no yeah, Lightning are up one zip. Uh, Lightning are up one zip. But Varmalov is back in, so we'll see how that turns out. Um, um, but, no. but, in, but in my opinion, though, game one, your team just won the finals. Right? You guys just won the Stanley Cup, and you weren't even able to see it. So, you're coming into the semifinals. I thought that the Lightning fans, Tampa Bay, pretty diehard, or at least... You're in a Florida state, and you're rooting for a hockey team. You're probably a diehard hockey fan. I thought it should have been twice as electric and twice as motivating for the Tampa Bay Lightning, in my opinion. Yeah. But I think they were shut up by the Islanders' defense. I, um, uh, Tampa Bay kept shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting, and Varmilov was just fucking absolutely at a standstill. I mean, Varvalov had 30 saves. He only let up one goal, right? So, I mean, that's got to be not just one defeating for the team, but the fans as well. And I just I just don't think they're welcome to the atmosphere. Game two, I think they were there. I think they brought it. I think seeing Varmilov going out with the no, concussion. No, we, 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 saw, they, they we saw the defending champs. We yeah. saw the defending champs. And right now, I think the Islanders need, they really need to win this first game at home. And so it's it's kind of defeating to see him down one zip, but one zip but, means nothing. Yeah, we're only halfway through the game. W- one zip means nothing, but I really feel like the Islanders need to win this game right now. But I said the same exact thing when they were playing the fucking Bruins, and we were down, and the Islanders, I say we because I've, I've become an Islanders fan. Because of the podcast, because of the whole thing. We're not yeah, on this podcast. Dude. I I've become this is two years in a row. They've been underdogs, and they've just I've, fucking keep, keep I've become an Islanders fan. I've become That's fair, I've become an Islanders fan because because of the way we've rallied around them. But the way the Islanders had rallied against Bruins, no offense against Logan, but they were down like I think two one, and even in that fucking third game or fourth game. It was looking a little bit nasty. They brought him to overtime, beat him in overtime, and then just absolutely fucking shot him out the next two games. Like, I don't know. I just got love for the Islanders. I feel like they can get done. Ugh. It's just, it's just scary. Just scary just because now I have love for the Islanders. You know what I mean? You no. know what I mean? Hey, dude. Believe me. Playoff hockey, when your team is not in it, it is 100% enjoyable. Right. When your team is in it, it's 98% uh. stressful. Because it's such a fast-paced sport. Where it's, right, right. It's when I'm, when I'm watching back games, back I get stressful, then I get excited, and then I get when, stressful, when then I get excited. Zone, when they're in your zone for four minutes straight, and you're like, oh, another save. Oh, another save. Clear it! Clear it! It's like, <laughs> it's, dude, it's, it's a heart attack. Like, no, it you're, is. You're on the edge of your seat every fucking game as to where that's my thing with basketball is. You know, scores 112 to 112. It's like, okay, cool, they're scoring, 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 scoring. Or, scoring. or you know, if it's 112 to, to fucking, it could be 112 to fucking 92. Yeah, it's, and it's, like, like, it's like, okay, cool, absolute blowout. You know, right. it's like, rarely do you see in hockey 4-zip, right? It's usually 4-2, four, 4-3, four, or overtime, or, or whatever. So, dude, there's just, again, 
football and UFC are probably my two favorite sports to watch. But there is nothing to me that even comes close to hockey playoffs. No, and see, I'm starting. I, I'm starting to find that love for playoff hockey, and because like when I'm at work and like this game, you know, the Lightning Islanders, like I, two nights ago, I started like at five. A buddy at my work was like, "Hey, you want to go get a beer after work?" And I was like, "Nah." He's like, "Why?" And I was like, "Dude, Lightning Islanders are playing." Like, I'm not missing that game. Yeah, yeah right. Like, I'm not missing the start of it. I'm not missing any second of that game. And you love it, man. And, and I love it. And I, I, love it, the, it I love to hear that. And no, and exactly. But I, that's the thing. Like you said, I, dude, sit down and from fucking puck drop to fucking whistle, dude. Like, it's just like I am on the edge of my seat fucking like. I forget about my beer because I'm so yeah, because, excited about because, the game. I'm like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy or, shit. You know they're 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 this close to scoring a goal, and you're like, so you jump up, yeah, oh, almost, almost, oh, almost, almost, and there's a fucking perfect one timer, oh, almost. I love it. And they score, and you're like, yes. I love it. You know? Okay, how much left we got? That is it. Okay, all right. Holy <laughs> shit! Holy shit, guys! I know that was a very long sports news that you did not know you cared about, guys. I know. Me if you guys have hung around this long, it's because you like me and Tim drinking. That's that's, yeah. that's it. That's pretty much it. God um, damn. We got a lot to talk about here. Um, I will go first. Yeah, you got off with yeah, golf. So we'll try to be quick. Um, usually we have a timer. We're not gonna we're not gonna run a timer today. We probably should because we ran so on. But uh, I'm gonna be quick with mine. Fuck and it. <laughs> uh, mine's gonna be the U.S. Open, guys. U.S. Open and golf. Um, arguably one of the hardest golf tournaments in the fucking world it's taking place right now it started today um a lot of exciting stuff it's my hey, favorite it's I'm, one. I'm gonna kick you off real quick cut you off how much is it to play one round at Tory Pines um if you had to guess 300 400 640 bucks continue that's my guess Kyle oh my that's my Lord. guess because I know Pebble Beach is like 600 so <sighs> Tory Pines is gonna be up there Tory Pines is a very famous course. Uh, so Tory Pines regularly, I mean, it's don't get me wrong, it's a fucking tough course. Um, but they're playing the South Course, which is much longer than the North Course, and they fucking lengthen it to seventy eight hundred yards just a couple of years ago. For Chad, pretty much, and anyone else who has played Red Hawk, Red Hawk tips are sixty six hundred yards. They're playing a course that is 7,800 yards. So hey. an extra 1,200 yards. Hey, so just so you guys know, Monday through Thursdays, south course. I don't know which one that is for Tory Pines. That one is the less famous one. All right, continue. Okay. <clears throat> Notable news about the U.S. Open. John Rahm coming into, uh, coming into form. Because of last week at the memorial, or two weeks ago from the memorial, however, I still don't think he's he, he, he's major ready. <clears throat> One, I don't like John Rom. However, I can ex- I can accept talent. And he's very talented. I, I just don't. He's not performed well enough in majors for me to say, "Ooh, he's he's the next guy to win a major." You know what I mean? Um, I think he can go low, but not low enough. So. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go over Logan's top five, and then my top five. We have we have a few, few uh, similarities, and so I will go over those. 
our similarities are DJ. We both take, all three of us yep. pick DJ. So he's had a rough couple of months, um, but he's still the world number one. He hasn't lost that spot because no one, no one's battled him for it. He's still number one. Last uh, last week at Congaree at the uh, what is it? Oh, give me a second. I don't know. It was in South Carolina. Last week, he finished, like, top 10. Um, not really a rough Sunday, just, like, kind of an average Sunday. But I think Dustin Johnson, I you know, he, he's Dustin Johnson. He's He can go low any day of the week. He's number one in the world for a reason. Um, I didn't pick him to win the Masters, or he, he wasn't even in my top five. Um, but this week, he is uh, for a reason. I think Torrey Pines is a is a course that fits him very well uh, with the dog legs and everything else. So watch out for DJ this week. I can see him finishing top five every single day of the week. Um, Logan also had Kepka. Kepka, I was, I, I didn't, I didn't put him on my top five, but I was, you know, I wanted to, but I didn't. And the reason I didn't was because I saw a video of him limping up some stairs with his knee. He's had some problems with his knee for a while now. Um, I, I just kind of thought that maybe that would keep him out of it. And, um, it proved, it proved me wrong today on Thursday. He shot 269. Uh, Kepka, awesome, dude. Like, I love Brooks Kepka. Don't get me wrong, man. I love him. Um, so I'm really hoping he just, he, he, he wins another, man. I, I'd be very happy. I'm not mad about that at all. We both had Spieth. Me and Logan both had Spieth. Do you have Spieth? Yep, I got So Kyle had Spieth as well. Um, I've been on the Spieth train for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? That's what my comment was. Why not? Comeback of the year, arguably. Probably the comeback of the year. Yeah. Uh, won the Valero. Um, just placing top tens left and right right now. Yep. Um, just Jordan Spieth just being Jordan Spieth again. Uh, I used to hate Jordan Spieth when he was going on his run. And just seeing him come back into form and just... Playing like he used to, it, it makes me a fan because it makes, you know, like golf is such a hard sport. I play golf all the time and I have good rounds. I have bad rounds. Anyone that plays golf knows that. And just knowing Jordan Speed, he's had his bad rounds and now he's having his good rounds right now. When you have a good round, sometimes, man, it it's the saying, when it rains, it pours, man. When you have a bad round... Sometimes it rains and it pours, man. You you are a bad golfer for a long time. But when when you have a good round, it rains and it pours, man. And sometimes you can get it going a lot. And my buddy Chad knows that, you know, like sometimes it pours. So I'm really hoping it pours for Jordan today or this week. My next pick, or no, Logan's next pick, is Xander Shoffley. I like Xander a lot. He's a really good golfer. He's top 15 in the world. Extremely solid player. And a person alone. However, the only reason I don't like Xander is he's collapsed in majors, and it's a problem. It's been a problem in his career. He's won a couple times on tour, don't get me wrong. And he's he's got a slew of top tens. However, you look at earlier this season, the Masters, he was... He was second and he collapsed into a, oh, like the 17th hole uh, like, yeah it was bad yeah and he collapsed so xander <laughs> don't get me wrong i like you a lot man and i would love to see you win a fucking major but so i i put xander in and then i took him out and put in zalatoris okay we'll get into zalatoris in a second yeah. um so the 
people that Logan didn't have that I did have was I have Rory. Um, so a while ago, Rory had tried tried to change his swing to something more like Brooks or not Brooks. Oh, I'm Bryson. Bryson, I'm starting yeah. to do it. Yeah. I'm starting to do it. I'm starting to Brooksy. do it. Brooksy. Something like Bryson DeChambeau, where he was trying to like power out yards and try to get like 340 yard drives. But Rory McIlroy had has gone away from that. He's starting to find his old swing again, and I think that's what Rory McIlroy needs to win another major. He won the players. Don't get me wrong. You know, he run he won the players last year, so he's he's not out of form. Rory McIlroy, I really think can finish top five this year, if not win it. I really like Rory. I just, uh, he's starting to find his swing again. My last player, Cameron Smith. He's got a mullet, so mullets win. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't um, blame you. Yeah. And I think he's he's the best Australian in the game. He's placed very good in majors. He, he's a good player. And then also, the, the other player that nobody other have is uh, Garrick Hito. Uh, he won last week on a very tough course at the Palmito Championship. He's South African. He's 22 years old. I think he can place in the top five this week. He is a very young kid. He's got a very good game. Not a lot of people know his name, but get to know Garrick. Um, he's going to be a very big name in the sport of golf for years to come. You guys need to know his name. Um, that's 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 me for U.S. Open. Kyle, what do you got? Um, so, again, you touched up and pretty much gave the highlights for most of the players. Um Again, so uh, Logan, I had I had some of the same as his, right? And with the Masters, I felt like I picked five that I really thought I had a chance, and I think only one got close, and it was Spieth. Um, so I'm looking, I'm going to pick a little bit outside the box, you know. So I went with Kevin, I went with DJ, I went with Spieth, because um, I've been on that Spieth train. Yeah, that's outside of the box. But Zalatoris. So right? Will Zalatoris, I will. So you didn't see this stat. Um, Oh, my God. Go ahead. Keep going. So, Adam Sandler tweeted out. Don't know if you saw this tweet. Um, it said, have fun today, young man. Mr. Gilmore is watching you and very proud. And with that, he attached the picture of Zalatoris with the picture of uh, the caddy for Happy Gilmore. They're and, they're and uncanny. They're familiar. almost identical. Yes. Right. They they were just almost identical. But again, we've mentioned Zalatoris in the past, and just he's, I feel like he's a very young kid. He finished what solo second at the Masters. So here's the thing I, I like about that pick, Kyle, is Will Zalatoris career finishes in majors. Period. He's played in three. He's played in three majors his whole career. Finished second at the Masters. Last year he finished tied for sixth at the U.S. Open, and the year and I don't know if it's the same year or the year before, but he finished tied for eighth at the PGA Championship. PGA Championship, yeah. So I like him, dude. He's a young kid. He's coming up. No, he's I, doing love really well. I love he's the pick. I love the pick. He's only twenty four. No, I, think. I love the pick. I love um, the pick. And I mean, I'd be lying if I said the Adam Sandler tweet didn't kind of just make me go, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going with Al Torres. But he has been proving himself, and it was specifically him coming in solo second in the Masters. And that was only, what, three months ago, four right. months ago, you know? So, obviously, the talent's still there, and he's just a very 
fast and up and rising star. So that's why I went with Zalatoris. Instead of Xander, I did take him out and put it on Torch because I was like, I'm not going to have four of the same picks as Logan. Um, and then I went with Rory. Um, Torrey Pine is known for having long fucking fairways and shit. And Rory, he did switch up his driving and he's trying to get back to his original. But, like, the reason why I don't understand is because yeah, I feel like he already drives really far. No, I know. For but a player. So the whole, the whole thing was, was last year, Bryson Shamble won the U.S. Open. And it was, it was Bryson's kind of coming out party was like, hey, all this workout, all this swing speed stuff, and now I'm driving it's it 360 yeah. yards Ridiculous. at the U.S. Open. And guess what? Instead of, you know, 500-yard par fours that are a problem for a lot of golfers, 520-yard par fours, 520-yard par four, me and you, dude, we're double bogeying that every day, right? Easy. Yeah. Easy. I'm that guy, that clock. guy, that guy had a fucking fifty-six degree in, and so that brought a lot of eyes and a lot of attention to it. And Roy attached onto that, and he had mentioned that he, he yeah, he, he said he said I want to try and increase my power. And he, and he wanted that type of power. He said, and then what, he, he realized he realized he couldn't do that in a season. And 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 he said without saying it, I want to hit like Bryson. Pretty much, no, no, no. You know, like, like I don't yeah, think he, he said the words. Much, no. I want to hit like Bryson. He pretty but he much said, said that. I want to. He mentioned it. Bryson's name, so he, he he had said like, when you look at stuff like what Bryson's doing right now, you really have to wonder, what's the next generation of golf? Right, like I, how can I get to that? You know what I mean? But, and if you look at it from that outsider perspective, how many majors has Bryson won? He's won one. One. One and and, and and I understand that he's newer and he's he's only been a really relevant one the last four years five years maybe longer and since he was a rookie like six years ago so so okay, so six no, years he, ago I mean it was a big name and he's won one major because bombing it isn't what's important you know like, like don't get me wrong it helps but it's the finesse it's the irons it's the short game it's the putting that I believe if you can putt you're gonna be a professional golfer that, that's how I look at it. But Rory already has a deep ball game. He wanted to make it deeper. He's finally cutting back. He's going back to his old swing. And so a, a course that has long fairways, like you said, a 500-plus yarder par four, I think this is where Rory can kind of excel because he's always driving far, and he's going back to his, his natural straight drive. Right. So that's and, why and I threw Rory very back good, in. And- and that's the thing about Rory. He's a, he's always been a very good iron player. The only last few tournaments that he's played in, the, that's the only thing that held him back was his irons and his driver. Obviously, because you get caught up with your iron, your your driver swing, and you, the iron swing isn't there anymore. So, U.S. Open should be very good. Very competitive. Very competitive. Um, I haven't even looked at the leaderboard yet. I am watching it every single day. So you told I'm me Russell Henry. Very excited. And he fell off Ustazen specifically because I think he has the most beautiful swing. I mean, every joint <laughs> in his body just flows at a way that isn't human in my you know in my opinion. But. Um, so, again, this is my first time looking at it. So, Xander, god damn it, I took you off for Zalatoris. Uh, Zalatoris, you fucking cocksucker, where are you at? 
Oh, hey, you might be low. Hey, you might be low. My God. And see, that's the reason why I didn't put Zalatoris. Oh, he's tied for 59 plus two, you motherfucker. He's at 14th hole, so I mean, he has some ground to work. But, God damn, I took him out for Xander. Yeah. Hey, uh, so hey, Logan, good job. We'll have some, we'll have some final U.S. Open talks next week. So Definitely. let's go ahead and get into uh, Kyle's because he said that he has a lot to go over in a little amount of time. I am going to actually time. I know we didn't time mine. Because, I just want to know what this comes out at. Yeah, so that's fair. Yeah, so we're gonna time uh, Kyle. So one, two, three. Go ahead, Kyle. All right. So we're just gonna kick it off, and I know this is gonna probably upset a couple people especially from me in the past i've said how much i like adesanya right he's a very skilled fighter he's very technical and i've defended him against costa and those types of fights i've defended him but my hot take is that adesanya is debatably the most boring and the most disrespectful champion right now so not UFC fighter, but I'm going champion as of right now. So I'm just going to go through the quick list of champions that are current. Flyweight, Brandon Moreno. Bantamweight, Aljamain Sterling. He is excluded. The entire <coughs> Bantamweight class is excluded. I don't think Peter Yan was that good. Aljamain Sterling, he only got it because he got knee in the fucking dome. Alexander Volkanovsky. Charles Rivera. He should be excluded. No, dude. I think Alexander is a very good fighter, and I think his matches with Max Holloway were very good. We'll get back into that. Um, Charles Rivera, lightweight. Welterweight, Kamaru Usman. Middleweight, Adesanya. Light heavyweight, Jan Blahowicz. And heavyweight, Francis Ngannou. Then women, we have uh, Rose Namanunas in the strawweight. Flyweight, Shevchenko. And then bantamweight, Nunez, featherweight, Nunez. There's been no competition with her. So, I'm just going to get into the disrespectful aspects of this. Okay? So, Adesanya. I'm going to kick off with him first. Okay? He fought Vittori. I thought the fight with Vittori was very, very boring. He landed 122 total strikes but only 96 significant strikes. Almost 50% of those were leg kicks. The other ones were to the heads. Which, I'm, okay, I'm not taking away from a kickboxer, okay? There's a lot of technicality in when it comes into kickboxing, and leg strikes are a huge point of that, especially when you're going into the championship rounds. Leg kicks and body shots are the best ways to fatigue your fighter, your, sorry, your opponent, when you're going into those championship rounds. But... The fight was very boring against Vittori. And the reason I'm going to say disrespectful is because at one point, he literally sat there and not joking, he squeezed Vittori's butt cheeks. He just grabbed his left, his right butt cheek and squeezed it. And squeezed it and squeezed it. Me and Tim are very similar. Both like cocky fighters, right? McGregor, one of my favorites, right? But he was still humble and he was still very humble and he wasn't disrespectful when he fought. He was disrespectful before the fight. But while he was fighting, he wasn't disrespectful. He didn't flaunt it. He didn't give it the old Stockton slap like the Diaz brothers. And then after the fight, he was extremely humble. 
Except for the one time he said, I apologize to absolutely fucking no one. And then just went <laughs> off on his little spiel right when he fucking absolutely dominated. Adesanya grabbed the butt cheek of Vittori. At the end of the fifth round, Vittori started hammering his, you know, thigh, trying to get those, you know, extra little strikes before the round ends, trying to get those points. Adesanya falls down to the ground, grabs his thigh, and is, ah, ah, just faking it, right? Theatrics. To sh- and then they stood up and walked away and letting everyone know, all right, this was literally nothing. But to me, again, that's disrespectful. Right? You feel like you just, you, you feel like you beat this guy. But to me, it was in a fight that wasn't even that good. Okay? It wasn't in a good fight. You didn't dominate that fight. It was a very boring fight. You had no you had no action pack to it. So now I'm gonna go through the previous fights of all of the champions. Okay, excluding Aljamain. I told you I cut him out. I personally think that is the worst division in the UFC is the Bantam weight. It's him, Peter Jan, maybe Corey Sanhagen, and then after that. I mean, Jose Aldo's ranked fourth, and he's very fucking washed up. So, Adesanya, his last five fights, knocked out Whitaker in the second round. Absolutely beautiful kick to the face, followed up with some punches. Great fight. But then, eight months later, he fights Yal Romero, which was debatably the most boring fight in all of 2020. They stood there, he landed some leg kicks, and to be precise... He landed 48 total strikes, 48 significant strikes, 50% of those were leg kicks. Leg kicks, that was it, all right? Other than that, nothing else. Yo Romero stood there in the little center. He was scared to get knocked out, so he didn't do too much, but still, boring fight. Then he fought Costa, all right? Now, on his record, this might go down as technically one of the most soundproof fights that he's ever had. He literally just picked away Acosta. But this goes into the disrespectful part, is you're beating the shit out of your guy. He's bent over on all fours. He then humped Costa. Literally, I mean, showing a sign of dominance, yeah. But between that and the Vittori ass grab, it's making me second-guess some things that is doing. But again, a very, very boring fight. He won him by, I mean, he did knock him out by punches, but... A majority of that was fatiguing him by leg kicks. Which, okay, cool. Smart decision. Then he fought Blahowicz. Okay? Blahowicz landed 184 strikes. Landed 184 strikes. Adesanya attempted 182. Two less than what Blahowicz landed. A very boring fight. He was very... He was very cautious. I understand that he stood up a weight class to try and, you know, achieve that light heavyweight title. But still, it was a very boring fight for the most part. Vittori, we just talked about it, a very boring fight. And the disrespectful part was that he grabbed his ass cheek, had the theatrics of grabbing his thighs, oh, he hurt me, he hurt me. But he was just kidding because it was, okay, those were pointless rounds, right? Pointless punches in the fifth round. Right. Okay, so that's why I think he's the most disrespectful and most boring fighter in the UFC right now, champion-wise. Because now I'm going to go through every single weight class as a champion. Okay? Okay. Th- this is going to be my entire 15 minutes. So sorry if you don't get much room to talk. Francis Nagani. His last five fights. Four were non-title. Against Curtis Blades, Cain Velasquez, Junior Santos, and Rosenstruck. Who Rosenstruck is, I think, the second 
seed right now, third seed, all four first-round knockouts. He beat Rosenstruck in 20 seconds. Then, his most recent one was a second-round knockout against Miocic, who everyone's saying is probably the most most dynamic heavyweight champion to date. No way anybody's beating him anytime soon. Guess what? Fucking Naganu knocked him out. All five of his last fights have been knockouts for the first round, uh, last one in the second round. Jan Blachowicz knocks out Rockhold, who is a steady contender to, for, for that title. And then he wins by split decision against Souza. Sloppy fight, in my opinion. And then he beats Anderson, knockout in the first round, three minutes in. Has a, debatably, his highlight reel knockout against Dominic Reyes. Dominic Reyes was the one that debatably beat John Jones. Everyone said, you know what, he's the real deal. Blahovic knocked him out in the second round. And then he beat Adesanya in a fight where Adesanya got an eight-point round. Eight-point round. He lost 49 to 45 by two judges. That means that he technically won one of the rounds, so it should have been 49-46. But they said, you know what, in this round you were so dog shit that we're going to take you back down to where you pretty much lost all five rounds. Right? So that that much of a, a boring fight for Adesanya, but Blahovic dominated the fight. Won in every category of that fight and won it. So three of his last fights um, by stoppage. Now we're going to Kamaru Usman. Okay? Unanimous decision Tyrell Woodley, where he absolutely demolished him, broke Covington's jaw, and then Masvidal, the first one, was a very boring fight. He should have finished him, but I think he was too scared by Masvidal's fucking thick skull and dynamite power where I don't think he, he he wanted to win. He wanted to beat him. Then he beat Burns, who was debatably one of the best fighters in that what-to-weight division. Absolutely demolished him in the second round and then finished in the third round. And then Masvidal, again in the second round, said, you know what? No more toe-stomping. I'm going to fucking finish you. Three of his last five fights by finish. The other two absolutely demolishing the other guy. Now we're going into um, Charles Overa. Okay, three of his or four sorry four of his last five fights were stopped. He beat Length by knockout in the second round, Gordon by knockout in the first round, Lee by submission in the third round, Ferguson by decision in the third round, and that was only because Ferguson has a fucking rubber arm, and he should have been finished in the first round, but he didn't tap, and he hyperextended the fuck out of it, and then he knocked out Chandler, who everyone thought, including myself, was gonna be the next badass of the fucking lightweight division knocked him out 19 seconds into the second round, okay? And now we got Alexander Volkanovsky, who was only finished one of his last five fights. Only finished one. But he beat Elkins by unanimous decision, knocked out Chad Mendes, who's kind of washed up, um, in the second round, beat Aldo, who's the reigning champ previously, um, by unanimous decision, and then beat Max Holloway two times in a row, Unanimous, then split, but those were two very good fights. Very good fights. Yeah, but he hasn't fought since then. But that was because he got COVID. He was supposed to fight Brian Ortega. Whatever, whatever. No, no, no. He was supposed to fight Brian Ortega. He got canceled because of COVID. Obviously, it's UFC regulations. They had to stop that. I feel like that guy's going to lose. Then they were supposed to fight again, but the UFC 
came to them and said, hey, instead I want you to coach Ultimate Fighter against Brian Ortega. You guys will fight at the end of the season. So that's why they haven't fought. It's COVID, and then they both wanted to coach for the UFC Ultimate Fighter. So that fight is going to be dynamic. I think it's going to be a very action-packed. Brian Ortega might win. I think Volkan Austin will win. Brian Ortega will win, or could win, but it's going to be an action-packed fight. That's my thing. And then we're going into the fucking bantamweight with Aljamain Sterling, who only got his no, title yeah, because of the knee. No, we don't even talk about that. We don't even talk about that. I think it's the weakest division in the UFC. And then it's Figueredo versus Moreno. Moreno beat Cara France, who's ranked number four right now in the power rankings for the flyweight division. Then he beat Formiga. Then he beat Royval by knockout. And then he had runner-up fight of the year um, with Figueredo. And then he absolutely dominated him in the second fight by submission. Okay, every single one, though, that he's had has been an action-packed fight where he either stopped it or... It was just a, a great fight that you were able to watch. Okay, so Adesanya, going back to that, it's nothing. And that's including the women. Okay, nobody's come close to Ad, uh, Amanda Nunez, obviously. Rose Amanda Nunez doesn't always win, but, but she, always puts on a, she always puts on an electric fight. And then Shevchenko no, no finishes every single fucking fight, right? Her and Nunez are known for finishing fights. They dominate, they destroy. So... That was the end of my 10-minute spiel. We can go about for five minutes if you want. But that is why I think Israel Adesanya, again, great fighter. But he's the most boring and the most disrespectful champion currently. See, that's the thing. I don't have any disagreements with you. Your, your point is so fucking valid. It's gross. So, And my, thing, my whole thing is, like, after this last card... I'm, I I don't care about Adesanya. Cards. I don't. I hope he gets knocked out next fight. And like I'm, I'm not gonna buy it though. I'm not gonna go watch it. I'm not gonna go do anything. It next Adesanya card, like my buddies, I I don't care. I don't care. I'm not gonna watch it. I'm done with him. He's not. He's not fun to watch. That's the whole thing about the UFC. That's what he's not fun Conor to watch. Gre- he's boring. Conor McGregor. Made me love the UFC because of how fun it is, how fucking electric it is, how fun those fights are. How much shit thought you can get away with while backing it up. Right, exactly. And and Adesanya, like, yeah, you talk shit and you back it up, but like, you are so boring. And I get it, you are so good at what you do. I get it, man. I get it. You are like the best at in your weight division. But dude, when you when you step up weight class. And actually put on the weight and actually fucking try to ble- beat Blackwoods, then I'll fucking watch. So this was the post that kicked this whole off, right? There's a picture of Adesanya winking with a tweet by Adam Catterall. I don't know what it is. But I'm in many MMA pages on, on Facebook. And someone shared it and said, most active UFC champion? Question mark. Here was the tweet. Israel Adesanya has had 11 fights in the UFC, six of which being title fights. He only joined the UFC in 2018. That's a fight of every average three and a half months. Hashtag champ activity. This is where it set me off. Because this is my reply. And tell me I'm wrong. I'll, I'll take it. If you think I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I replied and said, in quotes, fighter activity. He averages two title fights a year. 
He fought seven times between 2018 and 2019. That's a lot. Seven fights in two years. That's a that's a very respectable amount of fights. But since then, he's fought four. Get the facts straight before you say champ activity. I wasn't dissing on Asami. He's an amazing fighter, and he does fight a lot. But don't say champ activity, because he's averaging two a year. Right? He's fought five times since 2019. That's two and a half years. That's averaging two fights a year. So don't say champ activity. Because in my opinion, that, that's not champ activity. If he had seven fights as the champion since 2020, yeah, that's champ activity. We've talked about this a thousand times. I'll say it a million more. Champs should fight minimum three times a year. I think it should be four. If you're the champ, that means you can fight anybody, anytime, anywhere. Three months should be plenty of time for you to get ready for that title fight. Adesanya, right now, I'll tell you, he will clear out that middleweight division. He'll he'll beat Robert Whitaker's number one. He'll beat him, though. But Whitaker looks very more dominant than he was back then, so I think it'll be a great fight. But he'll dominate Costa. He'll dominate Cannoneer. He dominated Vittori. He'll beat Derek Brunson. He'll beat Hermanson. He'll beat Till. He'll beat Uriah Hall. And then the lower down the list, the worse he'll beat them. So I think he could easily beat everybody three or four times a year. But don't tell me champ activity when he's averaging two times a year. 11 fights in four years, three years. Yeah, that's amazing. But no. brush up on the facts that it was seven times in the first two years. No, I, no. See, I agree with you. And that... That's and pe- th- people were contesting me, calling me a clown, calling me a hater. I'm like, you guys, that's why my roast was supposed to, or my Hot Topic was supposed to be four weeks ago, was MMA fans. Because they're either so on a fighter's dick, or they're so against a fighter, they don't have the clarity to understand, no, he's not a champ activity, he's fighter activity. Right. You know, I, I completely agree with you. One, I completely agree with you, Adesanya is the boringest fighter in the UFC. Completely agree with you when you say that they need at least three fights a year. And if that rule ever comes down, that would be the best rule the UFC. 100%. Best rule the UFC's ever put in place. And, and I'll be able to say I was saying it since 2020. And and you can do it to where where they got the belt, you know, like, so say they got October 24th, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then until October 24th the next year, that's when they have to fight three fights. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Just Roll over. Yeah. yeah, a rolling thing. Yeah. And then that first fight, you know, that fourth fight, three from that time. You know, to where it's a rollover, to where you right. know, that, that third fight, that's the next marker to where they have to fight again. And I mean... It's four like Adesanya, don't get me wrong, like, like you said, like he's such an amazing fighter. Adesanya would probably win every single one of those fights. And that's I what I'm saying. And I understand that. I understand that. And Amanda Nunez. Amanda Nunes would win every she single can one fight, of those fights. She can fight, non, not exaggerating, Us- once every two months. Usman, win. Usman would win probably 90% of the time. I oh, feel oh, like almost, I, if he fought four times in a year, depending on who it is, obviously, he's probably going to win all four. Yeah. But that's champ activity. Yeah. That is champ mentality. Is I can beat anyone, right? It's a gorilla. I'm the one that fucking beats up that person. I'm the one that fights four times a year, right? It's a gorilla champ. This I'm the king of the jungle mind 
Okay. Persona to, to, no. towards the fight. No, I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it, Kyle. Okay, okay. So, guys, again, sorry about uh, Kyle Sports News. I know that went fucking way longer. Me and uh, Tim have had a couple cold ones. So, but obviously, we we're going off topic. into Boom or Bust. Yes. We're going into our segments. All right. How many Boom Busts you got? Two and two. Two and two. Me too. Okay. So, I'll go into my first Boom. Okay. Um... Oh, uh, this girl, Kelly Gerlach. Nice Nobody knows who she is. Nice last name. Though. Yeah, Gerlach, huh? It's a good last name, huh? Uh, she stole $43,000 from a church. You may be asking right now why she's my... I thought you said you were booming. Yeah, yeah, you may be asking why she's my boom. Your, your booms are usually booms for a reason, so I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to hear this. Because she offered a plea deal for 4% of her payment, $2,459. So she stole $43,000. She's offering a plea for two point five k. Kelly, you're booming, man. Fucking See, run them. You churches. got away with 40.5. Run, running them churches. <laughs> hey, dude. Yeah, no, okay. Yeah, I understand why that's booming. All right, my first boom. A ripped squirrel. Squirrel. With a six pack. And a huge nut sack. <laughs> Shocks. A daily dog walker. I was trying to take a drink of my beer while you said nutsack, man, and I I couldn't, man, because you said who you said huge. So I'm gonna I'm gonna show you exactly what the article was. This is a ripped squirrel, no doubt about it, and it does have a solid six pack. But you gotta look at the huge nutsack on that on that squirrel. Oh, dude, he's killing it. <laughs> um, but. It said, quote-unquote, legitimately scared a man walking his dog. <laughs> so, uh, squirrel, you're booming. Yeah, absolutely. There's a man 13 times your height, <laughs> and he almost shit himself by looking at you. You're booming. Absolutely. Uh, my second boom is uh, Sleepy Joe. Good Sleepy old Joe, Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. So, hey... I have no shame, so I'm not a fan of the Sleepy Joe. However, I am today. Uh, he passed a fucking bill called Juneteenth, whatever it is. Juneteenth Day. Yeah, Juneteenth Day. So, uh, technically, like, don't get me wrong, it's super important. It's like, I guess it's like technically the day that, like, slaves got, like, released or something like that. So, good, absolutely solid holiday to have, but. Hey, Sleepy Joe, thanks for signing it, because that means I get a day off, and that means I get tomorrow off. And Starbucks is time and a half now. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Solid. Yeah, Starbucks is time and a half for June 13th today. Hey, June 13th, uh, right on. Hey, Sleepy Joe, you're booming today. All right, so tomorrow, mine is... Tomorrow, uh, you, you probably forgot where you, you woke up at. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> He's going to be like, hey, I need to sign that bill. Dude. You already did. You already, you, you already did, Joe. All right, uh, mine is uh, my second one is Shay Theodore um, from the Golden Knights. Um, he scored in Game Two, put him up one zero early, and then coming up, he's wide open for a slap shot, 
I mean, he cranks this shit back, right? Corey Price, or sorry, Carey Price is thinking, okay, he slap shot me, completely bites on it, moves up to cover more ground, and Shea Theodore stops, gives a little fucking pass to Martinez, who fucking hits it with a one-timer and fucking absolutely just drills it in the net. I want Canadians to win, but you can't deny greatness. Shea Theodore, amazing fake out. You're booming. Right on. Uh, my first bust is diarrhea. Oh, always. Always, always a bust, always. right? Always a bust. Diarrhea is no no fun, right? <laughs> but the NBC show uh, Ultimate Slim Side had to uh, pause, pause product, <laughs> production because someone has diarrhea on the slide. So, uh... And where was this? NBC. I don't know. I, I, I didn't get full details, but, uh... Some water park in the U.S. has got fucked. Someone, some slide had diary on it, and probably someone went down it afterwards, and then they had to pause production because somebody died of diarrhea. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's a bad one. Okay. My bus is Arizona Diamondbacks, Ooh. which is actually a team that I do like, but... Again, like I said, you know, you gotta you gotta award greatness, and you gotta fucking shun not greatness. Arizona Diamondbacks lost the modern era record of twenty third straight road game with Thursday's defeat to San Francisco Giants. So before that, it was twenty two road games was the uh, the record tied between the nineteen sixty three New York Mets and the nineteen forty three Philadelphia Athletics. Back when that was before the Oakland A's, the Philadelphia A's. It was at 22. Diamondbacks broke that with 23 road game losses. You're a bust. Absolutely. My last bust is going to be injuries. Specifically NBA. Uh, this year there have been 70 guys that have missed games due to injuries. All How seven, many? 70. 70? The whole season. No, no, just playoffs. Just playoffs? No, and here's the thing, though. There's that, been 70 injuries. That's in, not even the most. Playoffs. The most was last year. So the the fact that people are complaining about this year is something else. Last year in the bubble was the most injuries? Yeah. But, wow. however, oh. however, Fuck. all 70 guys that have missed playoff games this year average more than 25 minutes. So they're key players. Uh, so injuries, injuries. Come on, hey, 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 hey. All those knee injuries. Takerese. Takerese. We got some star players here trying to score some points. Takerese. Hey, <coughs> everyone. Hey. So that was uh, toilet talking nope, nope, sports. Nope, nope, nope. Oh, oh, I got, yeah. I, I, oh, got I got, I got bus number two. God damn it. Uh, mine is Ben Simmons's uh, foul shooting. Okay. Um, so far in the playoffs, aren't just obvious, aren't just <laughs> obvious, but they're basically unprecedented. So the Philadelphia guard is twenty-two for sixty-seven. Oh my god! In the playoffs, from the line so far this postseason, he's down to thirty-two point eight percent after going four for fourteen in the Philadelphia's game five. Lost to Atlanta in the Eastern Conference champion, uh, sorry, semifinals on Wednesday night. And 
Nobody in NBA playoff history with that many attempts in a single postseason has ever been worse. Now think about that. The next lowest percentage amongst those with at least 67 foul shots in a postseason is who do you think? The one, the only, the greatest center, in my opinion, in the NBA. Oh, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal with 37.4. 5% better. Shaq is literally known for being terrible in free throws, but that was when he was in Miami in 2006 when the Heat wound up winning the NBA championship anyway. But... O'Neal had to live with that in his conscience of I had the worst postseason. Not anymore. Free throw percentage. Not anymore. Not ben anymore. Simmons, you're dog shit at free throws. <laughs> you are absolutely dog shit. Hey, guys, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, that was Totally Dying Sports episode 32. As always, uh, subscribe if you like. We appreciate it. Or just hey, send us some money. Hey, yo, 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 hey. yo, yo. Send us some money. Hey. Send us some money, okay? It's only family and friends right now. Just help brother out. I know I got a listener in Germany. I gotta know. I, I know I got a listener in the Netherlands. Send us five bucks, all right? That's nothing to you guys. Nothing. <laughs> hey, you guys. We'll see you fucking next week. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Even though me and Tim were getting a little uh, off topic with the brewskis. Um, we got the main man, Logan, not being Papa Daddy with the time frames here. We got a little bit off topic. Logan, obviously you're a key part of this team because we keep you keep us on track. Um, we got off topic and we went way long on this episode. You and uh, Tim and Logan, you guys did an hour and I think four minutes. What is this at? Hour 40. <sighs> See you guys later. Next week.